no, it's the Creator Spaces show. Do you consider yourself a creator? Oh, yes. I write every day. I tweet every day, of course. And along from writing uh, info products, I'm not an artist or a painter. Not good with visuals, but a bit above average with words, I would say. Awesome. And you've got a newsletter? Yep. I've actually, I've got three newsletters. I started the first one as a general newsletter without any niche and it bombed. It didn't have any growth, but okay. it was good for me because I was doing a lot of reading and writing. So it's going on even today. Send it out every Sunday and it's been 106 weeks now, but it's gotten me to create a habit of publishing every week. I started the second one because I was fascinated by IndieHackers.com, the website, the community, the podcast. Yeah. You know, people bootstrapping their way towards freedom. And I love that idea. So I just started listening to lots of Indie Hackers podcast, got very inspired by all the successful Indie Hackers who had built and sold their companies from scratch for tens of thousands of dollars, MRR and stuff like that. Yeah. So I started writing about them because that's all I knew. Yeah. And, and Indie Hackers has this cool feature where you can start a series on the platform itself. So this time, instead of Substack, I directly went to there. I started an Indie Hackers newsletter and that gives you good distribution. And so is that the Indie Creator? Uh, no, the Indie Creator is the third user I started last month, Twitter and Review. I've been on this creator journey for a while now. So Indie Creator has an audience of one. That is me from one year or 18 months ago, who is just figuring out how to do this creator thing. It's very short. It's three minutes. I know like a uh, big newsletter fatigue issue going on. There are you know, our email inboxes are just getting filled up with them. So I want to keep it crisp and really short with three minutes of ideas, insights, and it's mostly tweets. And it's for indie creators, basically anyone who's just starting out and figuring out how they should go about this indie creator business and how should they start off. So you create a lot of tweets, you create a lot of newsletters. Oh, do you still have the yes. Indie Hackers newsletter? Yes, the Indie Hackers newsletter is the one that's doing the best so far. It's been, what, 20, 25 weeks, and it's gotten almost like close to 1,500 subscribers. Oh, wow. That's the benefit of like going to a platform which already has a lot of distribution. And then you write for a niche, you write for that platform. The title of the newsletter is that Actionable Insights for Busy Indie Hackers, the Timeless Wisdom <laughs> from Indie Hackers for Indie Hackers. It's very niche, and anybody outside that bubble will probably not find any value in the newsletter. Yeah, if you're not already an indie hacker. Yeah, so the people on that platform like it. And that's why they subscribe it. And that's all a creator needs, apart from some money, is <laughs> some appreciation. And I'm wondering how your thoughts on audience building have changed now from hmm. when you started out. So a couple of things here. First is like the old concept, this old idea of build it and they will come. That doesn't work. So you have to go where people are, be it on Reddit, on Hacker News, on Quora, on Indie Hackers, on Twitter. You know, talk about your creations on Instagram because these are the watering holes of the internet, as I like to say. <laughs> that is the first step of audience building, that you go to a platform, you figure out your audience that you want to serve, and then you start creating content around that audience, around your specific audience. And that's what like, I got some Twitter followers only after I realized that I need to like fit myself into a box for people to see me as some guy, X guy. And on Twitter, like that's how you start audience building. You create content that serves your audience. I think the half life of a tweet is like a few hours. It's even right? shorter. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's even shorter. So if a tweet doesn't do well, it doesn't do well. You take another shot at it, right? Yeah. Uh, we can rewrite the tweet, put out yes. the same tweet the next month. 
Absolutely. Well. Exactly, right? So that gives you so many signals. So I tweet 20, 22 times a week. And at the end of the week, I just look back and I know exactly what my audience likes and what it doesn't like. And whatever it likes, I double down it next week. So I think that's like the basics of audience building that I think everyone should be doing right now. And any creator should be doing on Twitter right now. Yeah. If you're not engaging, you're not growing. Yep, absolutely. You need to figure out what's working and you need to go back and, and actually speak to, on Twitter specifically, speak to people on DMs, get on calls with them, get on Zoom calls with people you meet on DMs. They respond to anybody who responds to you. And of course, the oldest trick in Twitter is being the reply guy. You go to big accounts <laughs> in your niche and just start replying, you know, meaningful responses to their tweets. That will get you your initial followers. To anybody who's starting from scratch from zero, that is their best bet. Yeah, I feel like you've got to turn on notifications for those accounts. So <laughs> yeah. because if I'm the first one to reply, I can get yeah. five or 10,000 impressions real quick. How are you monetizing now? I've tried a couple of info products. I was big into Atomic Habits. So I made a Notion document to deploy the book Atomic Habits from James Clear. So initially I made two info products out of it. Uh, they made some sales. I didn't have much of an audience. So what happens is that with info products, with small info products like that, you get to build an audience, especially if you start giving stuff away for free, which I did for a bit, but I needed to make money. So th that was my first dollar in the internet. Yeah. Is it all right if I go on a short rant? Sure, please go ahead. You said that you're working part-time there and that it yeah. covers all your bills. It's only 25 hours a week. Yes. I feel like we should reset that to be a full-time creator job. And okay. for creators, the ideal situation is that they have that job that takes half, maybe a little more than half of their work week yes. so that they have everything covered and they have that stability. Because yes. otherwise, it takes years or a bunch years. of money to get to Definitely. a big enough audience, to get to a big enough following, to be able Absolutely. to really monetize effectively if you're going that audience-first method. Absolutely. I figured that out within like my first three or four months of being active here. It will take me years to do this, to make money out of this. But I do realize that once I have a substantial audience and I have a quality product or multiple quality products as a creator, I will be able to make good money from it. It's a trade-off and that's what I'm doing. I'm using my 11 years of experience in the tech industry to fund my creator career, if you can think of it like that. Yeah, I think that's a great way to think of it. Circling back around to you, rant over. Sure, uh, sure. <laughs> you talked about your primary source of revenue, but yes. did you get the job because of your work as a creator? Yes. So that's where my writing chops came in. So the so founder put out a tweet that they're looking for a product manager and whoever is interested can DM me. And she got probably like more than 100 DMs. Everyone sent their CVs and resumes and credentials. I wrote a thousand word Notion document where I mapped out the strategy, the positioning of her company, how they should be going about it and how they should be doing it. It was basically a blog post, well thought out, well written, well structured. And I got the job. I am in India, they're in the US. My Twitter profile was good enough for them to trust me. And many rounds of interviews and I cleared those because I'm good at what I'm doing. But yeah, to get into the door, got through the door, if I had sent her a cold email, like the old times, I probably wouldn't have gotten a response even. Oh, almost certainly not. What's your North Star metric for success? How do you know you're on the right path? Yeah. So this book called The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel, he's a finance writer. And in it says like true wealth 
is the ability to do what you want with who you want to do and at what time you want to do it on and like that's mm. my north star matrix to have that freedom to work on the projects that i want to work with the people i want to work with and whenever i want to work so right now i have an empty calendar that i have been able to achieve i set my own time i set my own projects that i'm working on so i think i am on the right path and basically all this comes from being able to make money as a creator so right now i'm not making money as a creator eventually i want to go there so that's like my north star being able to fund my basic lifestyle through my creations and then work on interesting problems and interesting projects so i want to dig in on your creator goal because you've got it yes. so clear could you make it smart is there a specific number you're aiming for or a specific mrr or time period that you're trying to get all this done in i would say 2 to 3 years of runway right now and it's getting added on to through my part time job so i'm not in a hurry in time wise to go anywhere but i'm creating every day that's my primary goal and i would want by the end of the year make the indie hacker newsletter more of a paid gig like a paid newsletter part of it is paid part of it is free and like start generating mrr through have that have you looked into sponsorship or affiliate deals i have i'm not convinced with the incentive structure of sponsorships and affiliate deals i don't want to compromise on the kind of content i think the best bet would be that i write for the reader himself and he pays me they're getting value from me i'm getting money from them so it's obviously a very idealistic goal because newsletter subscriptions are really you know really pile up and the subscription fatigue and people you know stop there's a lot of churn if you could send a tweet back to your start what would it be and when would it be you get to choose the start it'll be 7th september 2019 because that was the day i started my first substack newsletter which was for nobody and everybody and i would say two things in that tweet buddy niche down you know you don't know shit and the second thing would be start getting active on twitter don't be scared of all the toxicity and all the politics that goes on i wasted like two years by not being active on twitter just because i was afraid of what people would say about my writing I will block and you know mute anybody who says any negative things about me and I'll just start being more active on this platform and it's paid off so tweet it right off the call I'll tweet